I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you feel pressure from your partner to be happy or get over it when you're struggling? Did your best friend dismiss or minimize your difficult feelings? When you're hurt, does your mom say, you should be grateful or look on the bright side? Well, you might be dealing with toxic positivity that leaves you feeling resentful, guilty, or even ashamed about how you're feeling. But I'm here to help you with my not-so-secret secret to turning these relationships around so you can feel heard and truly cared for. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Well, hi there. I'm your host. It's Dr. Abby Metcalf here. I know you know that, so I don't know why I introduce myself when you're listening, so you know it's me. Uh, Today, I am super excited to talk about toxic positivity. I am, was, am inspired. I was on a podcast recently. I think that episode actually just got released. Uh, It's called The Laughing Couple Podcast with Brittany and Ryan, this lovely couple who were just gracious and delightful. Um, And I'll link to that in the show notes too. Uh, But during the conversation with them, um, it was, you know, Brittany, Brittany was talking about toxic positivity and, uh, how she sometimes doesn't feel heard by Ryan when 
you know, so she'll be in a, a certain kind of mood and she's feeling herself and she feels like he comes at her uh, sometimes, you know, and he's like with, you know, the positivity. And I had said, and then she feel, you know, she's like, hey, I want my feelings. And I said, well, I said to Ryan, well, you, you know, you have to validate first and da, da, da. And then, and she jumped in. She said, he's so good at that. He actually does validate. He actually does do all that stuff. And I realized then that, uh, it, it, I had like an aha moment about that because when you're, and I said it to them on the podcast and I'll talk more about it as we go through today, but um, what was happening is that you can validate from the wrong place. If you're validating someone to shut them up <laughs> or to get them to move on, to get them to, you know, okay, oh, yeah, okay, I hear how you feel, you know, and really there's this impatience there. What happens is the other person picks up on it. And I think that's what was happening with these two. I think Brittany was picking up on. So sometimes I think, yeah, of course, Ryan was, you know, and they clearly had such a, a real love for each other. It was really they're, they're, I, I called them delicious because they are, they were, a, they were a delicious couple. They're much younger than me, but, um, there was this really nice energy between them and it was really clear that he really loved her and, and was trying to be, you know, woke as a partner and all the good stuff. So yet there was this, this miss, right? This misalignment. And again, it's from this sort of deeper place where he wasn't coming from his intentions weren't necessarily loving. His intentions maybe were, oh, I'm so tired. I can't deal with this right now. Probably very unconsciously. And she was picking up on it. And that's when think you feel toxic positivity. And I'm going to really go deep on this today so you can really understand this. But I know there's been times when people said stuff to you that seemed like the right thing or seemed nice or whatever the words are, but you really, it just infuriated you or made you more angry or more upset or got made you feel guilty or even ashamed that you were feeling the way you were feeling. So I was really, uh, again, inspired by them uh, and I hope they're listening. I'm going to send them a copy of this podcast when it's out uh, to really um, talk about today. So, so, but this isn't just for them. This is for every all, all everyone listening. And I I know you're going to get a lot out of today. Before I jump in, of course, I have to ask: Are you subscribed to my newsletter? Are you? You should be. Uh, my newsletter goes out once a week, Wednesdays, really early. I, I just spoke to someone the other day who said, oh, it's so nice. It's there. I, you know, I wake up and it's in my inbox. And it's just like the first thing I read before I get out of bed because my, and maybe newsletter isn't the right word, uh, for it. If you're thinking, I don't want a newsletter. It's me. What I do is I, I sort of tell stories about my life. <laughs> I tell, I talk about things that are happening and always with the intention of inspiring you and, you know, sort of giving you quote unquote a lesson or, or something to think about for the week or for that day or for that moment. And it's really always my intention with that, the newsletter to just, I, I want you to have these touch points. You know, maybe you listen to the podcast once a week. Maybe you watch a YouTube video another time. Maybe you read my newsletter. The idea, maybe you follow me on Instagram where I, you know, I put up a reel, you know, or a little 30 second teach or have something inspiring to say. My, my goal is that all these little micro connections you and I make together are helping you to remember your tools, to remember to have a lot of attention and intention in your relationships because that is the source of your happiness, I'm telling you right now, and you really want to make them great. So there you go. 
get on the newsletter. Just uh, I'll put it here in the show notes, uh, abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast. It'll be on the page, but also just abbymetcalf.com. It's right on the homepage to sign up for the newsletter. So, and if you have any trouble, just email me, uh, abby at abbymetcalf.com. All right, let's jump in. So let's start with this. What, so what the hell is toxic positivity? And I want to tell you, so the, my, what I do, you know, whenever I'm doing a podcast is I go research like, like a mad woman. I, I sort of, uh, well, that's a lie. That's not what I do first. First, what I do is I sort of write something. I write my feelings about it, my ideas, what I'm putting on the table. Then I go research and I see all the things people say. And then I put all that together. <laughs> I, I wrap it up in a bow. You know me, I like the research. I like the background. I like what other you know points of view. And uh, there was a, something I read, I think it was in the Washington Post. I'll link to it um, again in the on the podcast page, but uh, it was my favorite explanation of toxic positivity. And it was from Dr. Natalie Datillo. I hope I'm saying that right. She's a clinic, uh, clinical health psychologist with Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. So shout out to you, Natalie. You're amazing. She, she said this, she says, think of it as having a few too many scoops of ice cream. It's really good and it makes us feel better, but you can overdo it. Then it makes us sick. Okay, so I love that. She's talking about the difference between kind of positive thinking and 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 toxic positivity. And then she says, uh, to think of when you're with talking to other people, like you're trying to shove ice cream into somebody's face when they don't feel like having ice cream. That I loved this. So that's what toxic positivity is. How do you like that? Uh, it's it's really at its core, it's a belief that no matter how horrible or difficult something is, you know, a situation or whatever's going on, that you should have a positive attitude, you know, a positive mindset about it. And it's really when someone only sees or acknowledges the the good part of any situation and really makes no room for negative or unwanted emotions. So basically it's it's an unhealthy approach to positive thinking is really what it is. Now, because if you listen to me, if you've been here, and I know you have, uh, or you know, if you follow me on Instagram, if you watch the YouTube videos, whatever, you know I am all about the power of learning to be more optimistic. Uh, I have a free learned optimism workshop on the shop page of my website. You don't have to put in a credit card or anything. You can take the learned optimism workshop on the website, on the shop page. But so I'm all about it. You, you can learn to be more optimistic. You can think more positively. I I believe it is the cornerstone of a happy life. And I can trot out, you know, tons of studies about how thinking more positively it reduces anxiety. It makes your relationships happier, more stable. It brings you more success at work. And you can even live longer. It helps you live longer. I mean, it goes on and on. And I'll link to some of that research on the podcast page. But however, all your feelings are important and need to be acknowledged, not just the so-called positive ones. The true positive thinking and optimism come from love-based thoughts and emotions such as uh, confidence, self you know, high self-esteem, openness, willingness, compassion, kindness, all the, all the good things, right? But toxic positivity, that comes from fear, pure and simple. And, and that's the big difference. It's where it's coming from. It's the motivation or the intention, the unconscious thing you might be putting out there behind it. And as we know, everybody picks up on that. 
I, I really want you to think of toxic positivity. It's, it's a defense mechanism. That's what it is. When people are doing it, it's a defense mechanism. It's deployed by people because they're uncomfortable with some difficult, quote unquote, emotion, some emotion, they, they're uncomfortable with it, and they're avoiding those emotions at all costs. And it toxic positivity, it doesn't feel good because it's not coming from a place of love and generosity. It's coming from a place of avoidance anxiety and fear. And so again, you're picking up on the other person's true motivation and that's why it doesn't feel good. So, and I want to say a little caveat before we, before I go on, I'm using the term negative emotions here because it's just, it's hard to have a conversation without using that term. However, emotions are not positive or negative. They're not good or bad. Emotions are just emotions. So there are unwanted emotions, (laughs) And unhealthy emotions for sure, but you know, sadness, disappointment, frustration, and worry, they're they're not bad or negative emotions. And in you know, for me, I try to teach my clients that and, and you that there's a, a bigger picture that you think of all emotions, they're just signals. It's just a signal. It's something tapping you on the shoulder. There your emotions are telling you something, and it's important to listen and ask yourself, what is this emotion telling me? So, you know, if you are noticing that your partner is saying something and you're you're going in for the with the positive, you want to get in touch with that emotion. Oh, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Why am I uncomfortable? What is going on here? You know, what is this telling me? You, whatever it is, whatever it is, you you really want to sort of go into it instead of backing off of it. Okay. Now, so why does someone have toxic positivity might be your next question. And again, it's it's an avoidance, it's a defense mechanism. And specifically, it's an avoidance defense mechanism that the person is avoiding feeling certain feelings. They're also avoiding vulnerability, uh, a deeper emotional connection, which they don't realize in that moment. But yes, that's what's going on. And again, not because they're a horrible person. Please don't get down on people with the toxic positivity, but because they have their own pain. No one is doing this who's, you know, on purpose, like they are doing it on purpose, but not really. A lot of it is unconscious. And it's just, let me, and let me just say, okay, so I'm going to give you an example. So maybe, maybe my wife's complaining about how exhausted she is. Okay. And we've got, two young kids at home, the pandemic to deal with, and we're all fried beyond belief. Okay. And, but when she expresses her overwhelm, and let's say this is a heterosexual relationship, we're pretending I'm, I'm a male. I unconsciously feel guilty and maybe even ashamed. Um, or maybe I assume she's she's blaming me somehow. I might think something like, you know, a stereotypical marriage, maybe uh, I'm the breadwinner and I'm not making enough money to hire help. And that's why she's exhausted. I'm not thinking this consciously, but that's what's going on in the background. Or it's my job to protect her. And if I'm not, you know, and if she's unhappy, I'm not. (laughs) That's that's a better way to say that. These are all fear-based thoughts and emotions. I'm feeling very uncomfortable and I don't even realize it, right? That my wife is coming at me with all this, with this overwhelm. And so I respond by trying to 
literally make her happy, like force her to be happy. Again, there's that control. I'm trying to control her. I'm trying to manipulate, not consciously probably, but those are fear-based emotions. That's a fear-based intention. But because, right, it's like I'm shoving that ice cream in her face (laughs) is what's happening. She doesn't want it. So, and I'm thinking of myself as a parent, you know, maybe my kid is upset about something. This has happened. And I hate to see my kid in pain. I hate to see any of my, either of my kids in pain. I, I hate it. So if I'm, if I'm a good mom, my kid would be happy. And so in my own discomfort and maybe guilt, I try to console, but it's actually minimizing their pain and making it worse. So uh, maybe, you know, Max is upset about his math, a math test, as I've talked about before. And, you know, and parents come over like, it's okay. Don't worry, buddy. It'll be fine. You passed the last one. Well, not in the case of my Max, probably, but, you know, your child probably passed their math test. Uh, and so you're, um, you know, you're, you're consoling, but really it's because you don't, you don't like seeing them this way. It's, it's all unconscious. You're not making them feel better. If you notice, they just get more upset when you do that, this stuff, because you're dismissing them. You're minimizing their pain. They don't like it. And I would say, even from the time kids are really little, what do we do if they're crying? Little babies, we go, shh, shh, shh. We shush them. Can you imagine doing that to an adult? You imagine if your best friend was complaining to you and you went, shh, <laughs> no matter how nice, uh, we, we do, we shush them, you know, and we say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We, we sort of, we try to just take everything away. It, there's really, again, I'm not saying you're a toxic, toxically positive mom or dad if you do this. I, I'm, I'm saying that it's something that we immediately do that we don't always think about. And yes, of course, it's lovely to comfort our children. Of course, of course. But we have to really think about how we're doing that. And I will say for sure as they get older, so that, you know, that's fine when they're really little, but as they get older, it's not okay. Because what's going to happen is as you're dismissing and minimizing their feelings with all that positivity, your kid is not going to trust you anymore. They're like, oh, my my mom's an idiot. She doesn't realize how, you know, this is really terrible what's going on that my girlfriend broke up with me and my life is over. She doesn't think it's over. I can't believe it. Right? And because we're, you know, you're so young, you don't know. We're, we're saying this stuff and it's it's minimizing what's happening for them. And then they don't trust us the next time. And this happens in adult relationships too. When people aren't getting us, we're not feeling heard, we we stop trusting our partners. And that's, that is a very bad state to be in. So what I'm talking about here is really, really important. Um, and I, you know, I'm thinking of a, a client I talked to recently who had lost. Um, she she had a loss. She she lost her uh, father-in-law, and you know, her best friend, and, and she was very close to her father-in-law, and uh, they really had a very special relationship. And her relationship with her own dad had always been kind of fraught, and so this father-in-law was, you know, really like really reparented her, and she'd been married a long time, so she you know, been with this father-in-law for many years. And her best friend in the beginning was really, um, and she had her best friend very close, was really there for her and, you know, talking to her and all the things. But a few months later, my client was still grieving this, her father-in-law dying and her best friend wasn't, you know, wasn't great, was getting clearly uncomfortable with what was happening. Uh, and you know, you have to 
started to sort of, again, minimize what was happening and, you know, hey, it's time to move on. It, it's really, think of all, you were lucky to have so much time with him. You were so lucky to even have someone like this when your own dad, you know, was absent, you know, was doing all that stuff. And my client wasn't really ready for it. So, but what I tried, what I explained to her and she did go talk to her friend and they, and it turned out to be truths in this for them. You know, her friend was starting to feel guilty. Like she wasn't somehow being a good friend. Otherwise my client would have been getting over this death quicker. <laughs> she was also had her own stuff going on and she didn't feel like she could share it with her with this, with this happening at the same time. Do you, do you see, you know what I mean? She didn't feel, she actually had good news and she didn't feel like she could share it. And I'll tell you, uh, that, you know, that's a biggie, right? I actually remember many, many years ago when I was getting married, I just got engaged and my, uh, my bestie, my wife, who I talk about, Rhonda, had just gotten divorced, was just getting divorced while I was engaged. And it was hard. It was hard. You know, I'm getting all excited about a wedding and everything else. And she's going through a divorce. It was, it wasn't hard for her, by the way. She's an amazing friend. She was there for me. She was completely like, no, no, please share the happiness. It's nice to have that around. Um, and I was, you know, just battling my own discomfort in feeling like I wasn't being there for her. So, you know, anyway, the, this stuff can really leak all over and you can really have a lot of uh uncomfortable feelings that you're not even aware of. Okay. So let's jump in. Is toxic positivity happening in one of your relationships? Again, this can happen with your partner, with your mom, with your sister, with your brother-in-law, with your best friend, with, you know, with all kinds of people can be toxically positive, right? So, uh, you, so is it happening? Here are some of the signs. You feel pressured from, somebody, a loved one probably, to be happy or to get over it when you're struggling with something. Uh, your loved one says things when you're sad or angry and you experience guilt. So they're saying something, you know, so you're coming to them with your sadness and your anger and they're saying they're being toxically positive in some way that you actually feel guilty for feeling bad. Uh, when you express more negative emotions, you get shut down. Conversations with your loved one and with with you feeling like there's something wrong with you for having your emotions. That's a biggie. I see a lot. Uh, you find you need, maybe you need to hide any painful emotions you're having when you're around certain people. You just, you can't even express them. Uh, when things are hard, ugh, the other, <laughs> this other person starts giving you all those lovely platitudes. Turn that frown upside down. Uh, just stay positive. Look on the bright side. Everything happens for a reason. Be grateful for what you have. Uh, this was happening a lot during the pandemic when I'd have folks, you know, they start to talk to me about things that were happening during the, you know, to them, how they were complaining about things, right? In their life felt hard. You know, the pandemic has been really hard on everybody, this corona fatigue or pandemic burnout, whatever you want to call it. And they would then, I find them apologizing to me. Oh, I know I should be grateful. I still have my job. We have money coming in. We don't have as bad as other people. And it's like, stop. Stop, stop, stop. You are so allowed to have your feelings about this. You, you don't have to be destitute, to, you know, and, and laying on the side of the road to feel bad. It, it's okay. And so often I would have to normalize that for them. But um, another sign of this toxic positivity is feeling dismissed when you share difficult feelings. So um, maybe you're getting told, you know, happiness is a choice. And, and I say happiness is a choice 
it is um, in a lot of ways. And it's not in other, like not in those micro minutes. I mean it more in kind of a meta way, not in a micro way. So if I'm really, if someone, uh, someone cut in front of me online the other day, I was really pissed. I was in a long line picking up a pizza, really good pizza. And this guy like walks in front of the line and just walked in and got, and yeah, I was annoyed. I was, I said something, I said something to him and, uh, you know, yeah, I guess I could have been like, happiness is a choice. Be Zen. You've been waiting online for 25 minutes. And this, you know, guy just, of course, thinks he's more important than the rest of us and should go in ahead of us. And he has his own rules, right? All that. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I'm still resentful. Um, (laughs) But it's okay in that moment to be upset. Now, it wouldn't be okay to lose my shit on the guy, right? But, you know, we don't need to do that. It's it's pizza. I'm in line. Like, get over it. But, uh, you know, I don't want you to think every second, you know, but when you're struggling and someone is saying happiness is a choice in that little moment, that's a problem. Okay. Um, having your feelings minimized by someone else. Uh, maybe um, uh, I hear like things like, oh, I don't know why you feel so bad about what your mom said. It wasn't that big a deal. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, when another person completely ignores problems or issues in your relationship, you know, they just only are talking, you know, it's all good. It's all good. That's toxic positivity. And last I would say is when, when you walk away after a conversation with, with whoever this person is and you feel invalidated, ignored, dismissed, or shamed, you might, this might be a sign of toxic positivity. It might be a sign of other things, but it might be a sign of that. Okay. So let's talk about what to do and let's wrap this baby up. And here's my not so secret secret for how to deal with toxic positivity. Are you ready? I'm going to drum roll on my desk. I don't know if you can hear that. Okay. You're going to need to train your loved one and how to be with you differently. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yep. You might want to start with having them listen to this podcast (laughs) or read the corresponding blog I post. You know, all the podcasts have a corresponding blog. If you have someone who refuses to um, listen to the whole podcast, the blog is much shorter to read. Uh, You're going to have to train them that I'm just saying it. And that, and that's the not so secret secret. And let me tell you how, but this is, and I want to be clear, this isn't about taking care of the other person's emotions. You're hurting. This is about you. However, You're going to need to train the other person to be there with you. So really, I want you to think about this as making an investment in the relationship with this other person. That's how I want you to think of it. You're going to have to help them in this moment. If they knew they were doing it, they wouldn't be doing it. They, 
general, I'm not saying nobody has an ulterior yucky motive, but the vast majority of people I work with, the other person doesn't even know they're doing it. They don't even know. So, and and not everybody, by the way, is a narcissist who does this or something else. I think people go there with things like, don't, let's not conflate, you know, let's not get all crazy putting other things in the mix. But um, it's, it's, you're really... I just want to say this is the piece that gets missed, missed this whole thing, uh, is really that you have to think about this for, like, you shouldn't have to be training them forever, right? But you want to intervene when the moment, in the moment when you're, and you, so you're going to have to work on your mindfulness, aren't you? Yes, you are. I'm back to it. I'm going to link to my mindfulness starter kit. So it just takes a few minutes a day. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. You need to be mindful to notice that, so here I am upset. Now my partner is, or somebody else is being, you know, has some toxic positivity coming at me. And now I'm more upset. I'm more frustrated. I have to notice that enough to stop and to say something because you're, you're, I don't know what to tell you. The, what do I always say? The one in the most pain needs to change first. You are in the most pain, my friend. It is you. It is not them. It is you. That means that they're not in pain about it. They're saying what they say. They're, they're trying to get out of pain about it. So you're going to have to be the one who brings this up. And I know a lot of times this might be a woman doing it with a man. I get it. Although women can be toxically positive too. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? You might feel like this is what's happening in the relationship. And uh, I'm going to say, oh, well. I know. That isn't very counselory of me, is it? I, I don't know what to tell you. You can rail against the machine all day or you can do what I'm saying and be happier. Those are your, those are your choices there. So I'm going to ask you to really work on this. All right. But let's talk about it. There's just like a little two-step process here. And so you step one is bring everyone to the here and now. And it's really just this, but I'll, I'll add this other little piece. But you need to be present in what you're feeling and you want to start training, yeah, again, yes, I said it, yes, I said it, the other person to also be present in what they're feeling when you're sharing your emotions. That's what this is. That's what this is. This, and again, it gets missed over and over. Because what happens is, and let me use uh, the wonderful Brittany and Ryan again. I hope you're still listening. Um, <laughs> so Ryan was doing the validation. He was doing that part. But he, you know, right? He was validating. He was there. It, because folks start with validation, but a lot. But the validation doesn't feel real because it's coming from fear, the other person's discomfort, not love, right? Not love. Knowing all is okay in this moment. There's nothing to fear. So maybe with with uh, Ryan and Brittany, you know, Ryan, I'm just making this up. I don't even know wh what's true and what's not. Uh, but maybe Ryan in those moments is feeling like a bad husband. Like, uh, oh, I, she shouldn't be overwhelmed. And I think he even shared on the podcast we did together that he, he said, I feel like I'm my job is to protect her. And when she's overwhelmed or upset, I feel like I'm not doing my job. So that's not conscious. He's not consciously sitting there going, oh, I don't feel like I'm protecting her. You know, that that's not happening. So unconsciously, all those thoughts are coming up, which are driving feelings of discomfort, of his own guilt. Maybe he's even his own shame, his own worry. He loves her. He hates seeing her in pain. All the, those things, right? So out comes the, hey, you got, you know, uh, I, I hear you, you know, I, I feel you, <laughs> whatever. And wow, this really sucks. Oh, I'm so sorry. But there's that anxiety behind it. There's that um, 
impatience behind it. There's that manipulation behind it. And that, you know, let's just calm this down. I don't want her feeling upset it's making me upset. And I don't want that. And I'm uncomfortable. So this has to go away. Right. And the the lovely Brittany's picking up on this and it doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. She doesn't, again, consciously, she's not thinking, oh, he's trying to rush me and he's feeling uncomfortable. None of that's happening. <laughs> We're all just, you know, riffing off each other in our unconscious motivations, not realizing all that's going on. All she knows is she's really annoyed. It doesn't feel good. She doesn't feel heard. She doesn't feel validated at all, even though the right words are there. So what you want to do is stop the train and you want to ask right then to your partner when you, or the person, your friend, your, your dad, whoever's talking to you, you want to stop and say, okay, just want to stop for a minute. How are you feeling right now? And they'll likely look at you like you're crazy if you this is just, especially if this is the first time you've done it, and uh, <laughs> you know, and they'll say, uh, I, I, and usually people will go to a thought, which is interesting when you ask how they're feeling. It says a lot. They'll say, I'm just trying to, you know, be here with you. I, I just, I'm just trying. You know, they'll they'll go into what they're doing. They'll go into behaviors. They'll go into what they're thinking. You, your job is to stay in the lane of emotion. I, I didn't, you know, Dad, I, I hear everything you're saying. I'm asking you, how are you feeling right now having this conversation with me? How are you feeling? And they might go to something like, well, I don't know what has to do with anything. You know, you're upset. I'm just trying to make you feel better. (laughs) They'll often fight it a few times, but you have to just, you are the ninja. You are the feelings ninja in this moment. You are just bringing them back, bringing them back. You are a pit bull with a bone, baby. You are not giving up on the emotion. You just come back, say, dad, uh, honey, best friend, whoever, I, I'm, you, I need you to tell me how you feel right now. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. What are you feeling right this moment as I'm sharing this? And you will get them there. It takes a minute. It, trust me. I've, I've had to do it in couple sessions. I've had to do it with just, or just someone individually. I've had to do it with my family. I get it. it. It takes a second, but first of all, you're training them. So just know it's, you know, if you've never played tennis before and you're going out in the court, you're going to suck. You're going to suck. So don't expect to be Venus, you know, Serena Williams or Venus Williams, like first time out. It's not going to happen. So just know it's going to be like pulling teeth a little in the beginning, usually. But as you get better at this, as you train, as you practice, it becomes much quicker and much easier. And you eventually get to the point where they're realizing how they're feeling before they're even coming at you. Okay. So you just, you're going to have to stick, stick with it and you're going to have to practice it. We just get back to it. And they might say to you, Oh, I'm feeling, well, I'm upset. I'm sad. You know, you're my little girl. I I hate to, you know, even though you're a grown woman, right? I hate to see you upset. It's, it really bothers me. Okay. Well, and then have the conversation. Well, I, I get that. So, you know, how do you think I'm receiving this feedback you're giving me right now? It, it feels like you're just trying to get rid of your discomfort. It doesn't feel like you're really hearing me. So I'm going to ask you again, just to listen. Do you know what I mean? And you just start to have that conversation. Trust me, just when people, when they uh, identify emotions, it's amazing what happens. I see it all the time, all the time. People just relax. It's, it's so funny. The, the thing that they've been avoiding, they're like, well, you know, I just, I don't know, just, I'm just sad. You know, they, you can hear that they give that big sigh, they come out. It's incredible. So just trust that. And really that's the core of it. There is a step too, you know, so 
and well, let me say this too, which is the listening and the validating. That's then everything that can happen. Okay. Now we can get to the other part, but I want to say that for you, I want you to normalize whatever difficult emotions you're having. Everyone has them. It's okay. I'm sure the Dalai Lama says fuck occasionally. Like he's got it, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it just is. It's okay. You, you're, you're having an emotion. It's a, it's a tough one. You don't like it, maybe even yourself. And, and it is what it is. It's okay. But now, but with the other person, I want you to let them know that now that they're present with you in this moment, all you're looking for is for them to listen and be in your shoes for a moment. It's not about that. Let me, here you go. Ready? I'm going to rock your world now with this one. You better have listened to the end. Here we go. It's not about them understanding why you feel this way. That gets people into fix-it mode, and that's that's where it's bad. That's where toxic positivity can live. It's about understanding that you feel this way, and you have every right to your feelings, whether they agree to them or not, whether they think you should have them or not, okay? I'm just going to repeat that really quick. It's not about them understanding why you feel this way. It's about them understanding that you feel this way, okay? that And you can say that to them. I, I You don't have to think about why I feel this way. You don't have to problem solve. You don't have to fix it. Just understand that I do and just be in that. And it really will help direct people. Uh, and so here, and here are some supportive and validating statements to, to look for, to ask for. Uh, I'm here. I hear you. I'm listening. I love you no matter what. That really sucks. Can I help in any way? We're a team I'm, and I'm here for you and I'll help in any way I can. Uh, you're not alone in this. I know I can't feel your feelings with you, but I'm right here next to you. All of those are where we want to go. All of those are what you want to be doing if to get rid of the toxic positivity. And I'm just going to say a couple last things and we're going to end. So the other things just to keep in mind, you know, again, no sacking. You know, what do I always say? Don't sack your relationship. Don't offer suggestions, give advice or criticize. S-A-C. Don't offer suggestions, give advice or criticize. So none of that should be part of this. And it is criticizing to say what they should be doing. <laughs> uh, and that's also a suggestion or advice. Uh, if you feel, if you're the one who's doing it, if you feel impatient, let me say this. No, no, sorry. If you feel impatience from your partner or your mother or whoever it is to move on, then stop and reset with here and now feelings. Because you might have the here and now feelings and then they might, you know, people get uncomfortable and they start fixing it again <laughs> and they get impatient. They just want to move the conversation along. No, no, no. So just, just stop and reset again. Then ask them again. You ask them to give you space and room for your feelings. That's really what you're doing. You want space and room with your feelings. And so I'm just going to end with this. You know, people with people with good mental health don't think about their emotions as good or bad. I really want to bring that home. They don't judge their feelings. They don't avoid their emotions. Good mental health doesn't do any of that. Practicing being in the here and now is what you want to do on both sides. It'll improve your relationship and create more emotional closeness. Bang, drop the mic. No more to be said. And I'm going to remind you that I have a mindfulness starter kit. It is free. You can get it on the shop page of the website. Again, you don't have to put in a credit card or anything, I swear. Uh, yes, you'll be on my mailing list. Get over it. You can always unsubscribe, although I don't know why you'd want to because it's really fun to be on there. I love talking to you any, any chance I get. 
Um, that is it. I love you so much. I love that you are hanging out with me and that you've been here to the end with me today. Uh, I really, yeah, I always feel like I'm going to cry when I tell you this. I just really appreciate our time together a lot. Okay. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.